Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Difficulties, but we're here. Three dudes with a view. Hello, Southern Middle Tennessee. It's a bright Tuesday morning. We're supposed to get some rain today. Hope it happens. I am Delk Kennedy, dude number three, dude number two. Clayton Harris is still out there driving the bus. What's going on, Clayton? Uh, Delk actually just pulled up here in the parking lot. Good morning. All right, man. And dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Delk. How's everybody? Doing fine. Uh, Ron Hart, usually with us on Tuesday, will not be here. He's got something. He'll be here Thursday this week. So uh, we'll catch up with what Ron's got on his mind uh, this Thursday. Uh, now, all of us were at the uh, debate last night hosted by the Murray County Republican Party of the candidates from Murray County for Tennessee House of representatives that's two different races one over in the 64th which is columbia and eastern murray county calioca pottsville spring hill that is a race between incumbent scott Specky and uh challenger jason gillum uh for the republican nomination in that district uh then over in the 71st which is western murray county outside columbia santa fe hampshire mount pleasant uh, a portion of Lawrence County, uh, Wayne County, and a portion of Hardin County. That is the, the new 71st district, and it is an open seat. There are four candidates in that race. Uh, Bill White, uh, mayor of Mount Pleasant, Kip Capley from Summertown, uh, Mitchell, what's his name? Jason Rich. Jason Rich. Jason Rich. And Mitchell Skelton. Mitchell Skelton is from Wayne County. And, and Jason Rich, who's uh, from Wayne County also, right? Right. Yeah. It was a very interesting, civil, informative debate. Uh, I'm tired. Uh, I know Mr. York, you and Clayton must be tired. Mike Lyle on the board was, we were all there last night. Um, you, you know, as Mr. York said, uh, they, there wasn't a lot of daylight among the six candidates. Uh, they all, uh, you know, put out there the, 
pretty traditional party line, Republican conservative party line. Uh, not not much daylight amongst them. Uh, and uh, uh, they're, they're all, you know, un- unlike the fifth congressional debate where you had nine candidates, there were two of them up there that just clearly weren't ready to be Congress persons. Um, all six of these are quite capable, and each of them would serve well, I think. Uh, however, uh, two of them, I think, sort of broke out, stood out, uh, one in each race over in the 71st. I think and Bill White uh, stood out because he's the only one of the four who has successfully occupied political office. Uh, the mayor of Mount Pleasant done a lot of good things there. And he uh, has 40 years business experience here in the community. Uh and he he knew well that that was his advantage, and he exploited it. Over on the other side, the 64th district, uh, Scott Specky versus Gillum. Uh, Scott Specky is the incumbent, so in response to each question, he was able to uh, uh, respond with a long and impressive list of his accomplishments as a state legislator. Uh, and so, you know, that's why incumbents usually win if they've uh, been relatively uncontroversial and done a pretty good job. Uh, he had concrete accomplishments to put up there on the table. Um, and so I think both yeah, of those it, folks got the edge last night. The, the other thing is an incumbent can can attach his name to almost anything that he considers an accomplishment in, in doing the legislative process. So it doesn't mean that he headed it just just supported it uh, he'll attach his name to it that's traditional that is traditional mr york and i and i listened pretty carefully for that and, and best i could tell he you know he he had a hand in all the accomplishments he uh recited as best i could tell i mean some a bigger hand than at times than at other times but uh and I think Bill White, uh, he he noted that he had been in banking for 40 years. And I think people kind of are drove to that, that deal with the money issues, uh, what it's going to cost. And, and, and he's dealing with budgets and making deals to, to bring money to the to the county. So I think that was a plus for Bill White. I, I agree. And uh, he also cited what uh, – by all accounts, has been a very successful tenure as mayor of Mount Pleasant, and so um, the, the other candidates just simply didn't have either experience. And um, Bill knew that that's what his advantage was, and he he uh, he honed in on it. What What do you think, Clay? I I, I agree. I, I thought that um, not as many punches I thought were going to you know, weren't thrown. Um, I anticipated a lot more aggressiveness from some folks, but, you know, uh, at the end of the day, um, we start voting in three days. And yeah. so I don't know how many people that were watching last night or that were in attendance were undecided. Uh, but I think, like you said, for those who maybe were undecided, uh, the incumbent, Scott Sapicki, you know, I thought Scott did well. Uh, I thought Jason Gillum did well, uh, but, it, you know, it was um, Scott definitely more in-depth. Uh, you know, Scott Scott's a sharp guy. You know, he knows what he's doing. He, he's, you know, had several 
you know accomplishments that he mentioned uh last night in nashville and um the 71st i think is going to be a really interesting race i think kip capley Man, he has been out there, and he has been campaigning hard. Uh, and you, you see a lot of his stuff out there. You, you, he he said last night, you're not going to find a harder-working guy than him. But as you mentioned, the experience of Bill White, Mayor of Mount Pleasant, um, you know, you, you, you could see the experience, and um, you could tell how experienced he was last night up on the stage. Uh, and how he was relatable uh, to the audience. That's what I, I, I saw about Bill that I, that I thought um, maybe a lot of people um, probably picked up on was how relatable he was. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Like I said last night, I think maybe you know, 30% may get, get you the win or probably will get you the win in that 71st race. And the 64th? Again, I don't know how, how many Democrats plan on voting in the Republican primary, uh, but I think it could play a role. There you go. But Clayton, I think if Jason Gillum, uh, with his demeanor and his his responses, had access to what Scott had, could have made a similar presentation. You know, I don't think there's much difference between the two. Right, and and, and like I said, I don't know how many people. Or undecided. So, you know. The, I think I, a lot of them. You, you think there's still a lot of undecided votes? Mm-hmm. I think I think maybe in that Spring Hill area, for sure, where they might not know the candidates as well as, say, you know, people from Columbia or people that are from Murray County. We'll see. It, it, it's going to be interesting. Well, I just got a message, and I don't think this came up last night. You know, we're talking about experience that Jason Rich was the uh, – mayor of wayne county for three terms and i don't think that came up last night i heard him mention that he was the mayor of wayne county for over 10 years okay so okay um you know yeah he's one of the youngest mayors i think in in the state that's uh, good okay. and you gotta figure uh with him doing that he's gonna get a he's gonna get a portion of waynesboro and so and not many votes down there it, it it's going to be interesting. Well, you got Waynesboro, Summertown, and Mount Pleasant. Those are the th- you know aren't they the three big in, in Collinwood? Yeah, that's pretty much it. And but Wayne County, I think Wayne County still has less than five thousand people. Well, there. Delk, you can't you can't um, you can't underestimate the people from Hemp Hill. So. <laughs> oh well, yes, located in Wayne County, folks. Every uh, vote's gonna count, though. Yes, it yeah, will. Yes, race. it will. Yes, it will. Uh, well, it's an interesting night, and let's see, Thursday night, right, Clayton, we're going to broadcast the uh, uh, the debate. Mayor Forum, yeah. A mayor of Murray County, uh, Sheila Butt, David Baker, and uh, Nor- uh, Charlie Norman. Charlie Norman, yeah. yeah and uh, there was a scathing piece, opinion piece, in the uh, Main Street murray about sheila butt hatred of others makes sheila butt unfit to be murray county mayor oh gosh you wrote that, that. that that's a that's a that's a hateful headline by whoever wrote that and they talk about her propensity to try to put evangelical uh issues or ideology into legislation and that's all she did when she was a representative who, uh, who wrote that where's that coming from uh by donna Locke. Was it a letter to the editor? It was. It was. An op-ed? Yeah. yeah. It was an opinion piece. Yeah. Was she attacking Mrs. Butt's religion? 
Yeah, well, she said that, uh, you know, the, the county mayor as an elected official ought to represent and serve all the people in their diverse communities. The officials should, should focus on county and state business, not religious evangelism evangelism well i mean in, in this race all three candidates are uh strident evangelicals uh david baker and uh a baptist preacher and um charlie norman church yeah but you don't wear it on your sleeve and i think that's what people are getting a little tired of you know if you're well, a religious person you're a religious person then maybe everything mis- you do but I, if you're looking for a candidate that doesn't wear it on their sleeve in this race you can't find one exactly well that's what i'm that's what i think this this person is saying you know maybe she should have ran yeah uh no i mean that that's... separation of church and state some people still believe in that well uh, you know uh, the all three of these candidates are strong evangelical evangelicals and they put it out front and center uh that's some folks cup of tea and some it's not i mean that's all you can say about that but if if you're looking for a an alternative to that point of view in this race there is uh, none there yeah, yeah. <laughs> Write in somebody, <laughs> you know. Uh, that's the only choice. Okay, we're going to take a break and come back. Uh, we're going to get back here to Lord High Mayor Andy Ogles of Slytherin of Murray here in just a minute. The pride of Murray Kemp. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Parks Motor Sales in Columbia has a large assortment of quality new and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, a trusted sales staff, and financing plans that fit any budget. Visit Parks once and you'll quickly discover why people all over Middle Tennessee have been buying vehicles there for more than 60 years. And factory-certified technicians can service and repair your vehicle as long as you own it. Go to ParksMotorSales.com or stop by the lot at 919 Nashville Highway and take a test drive today. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. 
Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Most chronic back problems are caused by compression from the disc becoming thinner and bulging as we get older. All we have to do is treat the disc by gently decompressing the spine. You may not have to rely on dangerous drugs, risky injections, and often unnecessary surgeries. If you are experiencing neck, back, hip, or leg pain, it's likely we can help you. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call me painfree.com or 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Hello, I'm Sheila Butt, your former state representative for eight years and now asking for your vote to be the next mayor of Murray County. While in the State House, I passed great legislation for Murray County that helped us to stay strong, open, prosperous, and free. I am totally prepared to address the challenges of exponential growth, keeping our communities safe, strengthening our schools, and keeping taxes low. Your vote matters. I hope you will stand with me to keep Murray County the best place to live, work, and raise our families in Tennessee. Paid for by the committee to elect Sheila Butt, Jacob Love Treasurer. He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm he's bound to watch our bandit run. Okay, folks, welcome back. This is Three Dudes with a View. I am dude number three, Delk Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Delk. Good dude, morning. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Delk. Good morning, Clayton. Good and morning. Ron Hart's usually with us on Tuesday, uh, but he will be here Thursday this week. Tell us what's on his mind. Uh, we were all at the debate last night, including Mike Lyle on the board, the um, uh, state house candidates from Murray County. Over in the 64th district, Scott Specky versus uh, Jason Gillum for the Republican nomination. That district takes in the city of Columbia, Eastern Murray County, Kalioka, Pottsville, Spring Hill, etc. Over on the western side of the county, outside Columbia, Santa Fe, Hampshire, Mount Pleasant, uh, that is the newly created 71st district. It's an open seat. It all, besides Western Murray County, it has a portion of uh, Lawrence County, uh, all of Wayne County and a a part of Hardin County in it. There are four candidates for that open seat for the the Republican nomination. They are Kip Capley of Wayne County, uh, Mitchell, what's his last name? Mitchell, help me, people. Mitchell Skelton. Yeah, Mitchell Mitchell Skelton of Wayne County, Kip Capley of Summertown, and Bill White, mayor of Mount Pleasant, are all vying for that nomination. Jason Rich. 
Oh, Jason Rich, yeah. Of, uh, yeah only one candidate. I, I thought of something. Right. Only one candidate, and that was Mitchell Skelton, uh, actually came out and, 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 and supported teachers and education. Uh, the others kind of gave it a little lip service, but he was pretty adamant about the comments that Larry Hearn made uh, from Hillsdale College about teachers in general in the Department of Education at, at some major, at all our major universities across this nation. So I think, I thought that was good because he actually identified with people in his family that teachers and that they weren't the dumbest people that, that graduated from college. Well, you know, I, I didn't notice that, Mr. York, but I know that's something that interests you a whole lot, and I'm sure that's you, – you caught the right – I'm sure that's right, yeah. All right, I think Jason Gillen mentioned, too, that he had substituted while um, his Southwest job was kind of down during COVID. So, you know, uh, and Scott's on the Education Committee in Nashville. You know, that's a, that's a big issue. Uh, but those comments that were made to the governor um, – there's going to be some consequences for those. I'm, I'm but afraid. I thought it, Scott would have supported that more, a, a positive comment about the education system across the state of Tennessee since he's on the education committee and he, he didn't really do it. Yeah, he condemned what uh, Larry Orms and the governor said, I think. Um, he did. The uh, You know, it, it has emerged in, in these races, uh, in, in the locally oriented races, uh Murray County School Board, Murray County Commission, and our House of Representative positions, State House, uh, growth and how to handle it has emerged as the number one issue this year by far. Uh, the other thing, and so the candidates all had a lot to say about that. Not a lot of specifics, uh, except they're, uh, I think everybody's for an impact fee. Uh, we just really don't have much choice. In it. Facing these massive tax increases uh, and not having an impact fee to let development pay for itself, and so the burden to pay for all this uh, growth falls on existing landholders, people who already live here. That's and uh, that was another point too, Delt, that I think I picked up that uh, Jason pointed out that Scott really didn't put forth a lot of effort to to push that impact fee. You know, that's been one of the criticisms of scott i'm not you know when i was around him he he was working as hard as he could for it it appeared to me i you know i I don't know i i don't have the person you know i've heard that elsewhere and that's been one of the things that's been heard i i I don't know whether it's a valid criticism or not um, well, he he didn't defend it, you know. That that's the other thing. If someone makes an allegation against you, you got to come come back with with some substance to to defend what you actually did. He really didn't defend it. Well, you're right. I didn't I didn't really didn't notice the attack or the lack of defense. But um, again, I I'll take your word for it. I I do know that's been out there in that campaign. Uh, I do know I was up in the legislature with Scott, and he seemed to be putting all his entire effort into getting the impact fee passed uh so i i just don't know uh, that's when i thought the bricks was gonna start flying but i never did see it. <laughs> yeah they yeah. were throwing powder puffs at each other the other thing that was interesting to me and i think this is going to be a huge uh factor in republican politics going forward not not this year uh but two years from now look out 
uh, you know, the ruling in Dobbs, the abortion ruling, uh, kicked uh, abortion back to the states. Tennessee had this trigger law, which where abortion uh, will shortly be totally illegal, like within two weeks or something like that in Tennessee. Uh, and uh, so the candidates, all six of them, were asked about it. Five of them. A- asked about exceptions, too. And, yeah, five of them, just no exceptions. Uh, uh, stand on principle. They didn't say it explicitly, but it was obvious from their answer that five of them uh, would that abortion was a hill to die on, and even if their constituency wanted some limited right to abortion, like say fifteen weeks or something like that, they would not do it and would be stand and be voted out of office. Um, I think that's going to be the Achilles heel because if you don't have an exception particularly when a when a young child like a 10 year old that's been floating around uh, uh, had oh yeah the with incest lieutenant, that's going to be a problem lieutenant governor some 12 year old girl right by her daddy down there in mississippi and he said well let her have the baby I, you know uh the um but i don't think it's going to be cases like that i think what's going to you know a supreme court decision they come out every day and the news you know don lemon and cnn always oh it's going to ruin our lives it's going to you know everything's going to be terrible life can't go forward and it usually does after every supreme court decision so i I don't think people pay a lot of attention to that unless they're you know just really political junkies court followers that kind of thing but in the years and months to, to come we're going to see a whole lot of unwanted babies. And, uh, you know, what? where will that take Republican women? I, I personally do not perceive there is a majority of Republican women who are in favor of a total abortion ban right now. I think most would support like a 15-week uh, window. And that's my experience, just talking with as many people as I can talk to. So that um, means that all the Republicans are going to have a high level of adoption of unwanted children. Huh? Well, it's going to be Republicans and Democrats. Or, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, a, a year from now, when all of a sudden it's somebody's granddaughter, their niece, their daughter, their sister, their neighbor's kid uh, are having these unwanted babies then the impact of this is going to uh, settle in. And uh, I, I think the Republican Party, the, the Democratic Party doesn't have to adapt, but the Republican Party is going to have to come to some accommodation to this or they're going to be voted out of office. Now, whether, whether that will take the form of Republican women bolting to the Democratic Party or whether it will take the form of uh, uh, Republican women primarying uh the five men uh that came out with that position uh last night i don't know now bill white took a more nuanced position that he did not say this exactly folks what he said was his response he said i i am so glad that this issue has been returned to the states he says i trust the people of tennessee and the state legislature to make the right decision he then said Life begins at conception. But he implied, he implied, I thought, the way I read him was that he would be responsive to his constituents. And if they favored, like this 15 week window, 
that he would go along with it, whereas the other five would not, would stand on that hill and die. Uh, but Bill White, to me, signaled that what he's going to do is see what his constituents want and act accordingly. Yeah, but the Delta states' rights has never been kind in this country to many people. And, and it's just like, you know, Scott was talking about freedoms. I'm wondering what freedoms are being taken. Uh, you're talking about freedom of this, freedom. You know, when, when a president is president of a nation and you've got a pandemic and you need to have some kind of safeguards, doing some things to help keep your population alive is, is warranted. And they act like it was a death call, you know, to wear a mask or get a vaccine. Uh, same Republican BS, you know. Well, I, you know, I, that's a whole other debate. But clearly, where this economy is about to tank, and it's the sequelae of unnecessary and dramatic shutdowns across the state, United States in this uh, pandemic and. It's having ripple effects that's still dragging the economy down. And then to literally pour gas on that, uh, you have Biden shutting off fossil fuels and the price of gas soaring. And but so, the economy's booming, Dell. 375,000 jobs last week. We'll, unemployment is at 3.6%. Stay tuned. We're at parity with, with Europe with the, with the dollar in, in the euro. Stay tuned, Mr. York. Stay tuned. Well, you know, here's Need my... Need to take a trip to Europe. You don't have to spend big money now. I wouldn't go there with... Yeah. This abortion deal, though, do you think that strictly remains a state issue as far as politics goes? Because, I mean, look, at, right now with our situation, you have Democrats in, tr uh, in control of the Senate and the House. Uh, you have a Democrat president. If they were going to do something in Congress, would they not try to do it now? Because, to me, if you're a Republican candidate for a federal election uh, at the national level, your response to this is going to be, well, it's a state's issue now. I have nothing to do with this. This has to do with the state that you live in and those people well, that you elect in those states. So does it even really – because I'm telling you, I don't think either side would – if the House flipped, if the Senate flipped, you know, a new president was you know put in in two years – you're still not going to have the votes to really change or do anything. Most likely not. Uh, you know, Democratic Congress, Congress rarely does anything when we get this close to election. They, they rarely just do anything. Um, when we it, take the majority, you will see. It will be codified that Roe versus Wade is a personal freedom for women. You, you, well, I, I think there would be an attempt to do that. And you uh, have the majority now. Yeah, you've got the we, majority we, now. We have a, a even Stephen now, but when we get the majority, we get two or three more senators, we'll be all right. Uh, well, that uh, you putting them Horsher Walkers up there, we'll be all right. You can't get Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema to agree. Well, well, if we get three additional senators, we we will have a majority. Well, the where the ball is now is it's ripe for election, and Congress isn't going to do anything. And then there's going to be election, and certainly the House and maybe the Senate's going to flip. So then that is going to be the Republicans pass whatever they want on this. Joe Biden ain't going to sign it. Uh, so, so Mr. York, can I ask you a question real yeah. quick? So you, you, you don't you don't believe that anybody has any right to tell a woman or anybody what to do with their body, correct? No, no. But but it is okay to force people to get a vaccine. 
it's a it's it's for the safety of this nation. It's okay. I'm you know I'm a military guy. I was forced to take a vaccine. Seems like a double standard to me. It's not a double standard. If you're in a certain situation, you're, te- you're telling you're, you're telling one group of people it's not a right. You know you can't tell them what to do, but another group you can say yeah we can tell you what to do with your body. It seems when like we're a in standard. a social society and we are free to move about like we want to for the most part, and you are carrying a contagion, I think it's right to say, get some preventative measures, take a vaccine, stay home, isolate yourself on island, and that's almost impossible in our society. Could you tell a woman to take birth control? No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to demand she take birth control. That's her choice. But and, she, and that's the big issue, Clayton. It's a woman. It should be a woman's choice. And men shouldn't be making that decision. Shouldn't a woman have a choice to whether or not to get a vaccine? Yes. Okay. And, and if they work in a certain profession, like a nurse, a doctor, yeah, they ought to be required to, to, for the greater good. We are in a society that deals with the collective the safety of everybody well it appears to me that the lockdowns were just naked power plays on the part of democrats and um, and some republicans and some republicans but mostly democrats that were unnecessary not based on science and nobody not anybody who was a proponent of the lockdowns took into account the effect on the economy and we're still suffering from it we'll stay tuned on that Okay, when we get back, we will talk about Lord Slither and Andy Ogles of Murray. Yeah, but we can't put dealt we can't put finances above human life. Hey, yeah, I've I've heard that. Before. Keep the businesses open. Pass the, the children. Around. We gotta do it for the children. We gotta do it for the children. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. I'm Charlie Norman, proven Murray County experience. That's what I bring to you as the next Murray County Mayor. Having served from 2014 to 2018, I have the hands-on experience needed to bring community, business, and city leaders together to tackle future concerns such as growth, infrastructure, and education, carrying out a strategic plan. We need open and honest communications among our cities, and I will work with all the residents of Murray County, and not just a few. I'm Charlie Norman, your candidate for Murray County Mayor. Paid for by the committee to elect Charlie Norman, Lyndall B. Fox, Treasurer. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Does it really matter where you get your jewelry repaired? Of course it does. When you take your jewelry to a hometown jeweler, you build trust. Hello, I'm Rick Tillis, owner of Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia. I started as a goldsmith 30 years ago, and because of my experience and our staff, we ensure all repairs are completed to the highest of expectations. So yes, it does matter who repairs your jewelry. And if you are in need of any type of jewelry repair, please stop by for a free consultation. 
For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. Hey, you want all new July Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery? They're heading this way. Oh, yeah. Grab four. These aren't peanuts. These tickets pay out big cash, like $500,000. We'll take four, please. Four July Instant Games coming at you. Miss, if you wouldn't mind passing these down. Snag yours today. Make a play for a big win this season with July Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. You'd be amazed to learn what one Tennessee lottery ticket can lead to. For you, it could be lucky, but for others, it could open the door to so much more. With more than $6 billion raised for education, the Tennessee lottery has proudly funded over 1.5 million scholarships and grants. That means, on average, more than 130,000 Tennesseans every year continue their education just because you played. The Tennessee Education Lottery, game-changing, education-benefiting fun. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Heller's home. Home of the Free is back with more free giveaways than ever. This month, get a free programmable thermostat with select new HVAC systems. Get a free home surge protector with a whole home generator. Or enjoy a free water sensor leak detector with any tankless water heater. Better yet, we'll include interest-free financing and a free Happy Hiller Club membership with these purchases. Celebrate the Home of the Free with us at happyhiller.com. I'm a happy face truck today. Being a lifelong resident of Murray County brings an understanding of our community's needs and the issues we face. The challenge? How to manage a growing community while preserving its unique character and traditions. From bettering our children's education to building better infrastructure, we have our work cut out for us. But together, challenges become opportunities. I'm Jason Gillum, Republican candidate to be your state representative in Murray County. And with your vote, I'll be your workhorse on Capitol Hill. Together, we can do better. Paid for by Jason Gillum for state representative, Don Gillum, Treasurer. He's pounded down, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm he's bound up, watch on bandit run. Okay, folks. Del Kennedy, dude number three. Welcome back. Three dudes with a view. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good, good morning, Del. Good morning, Clayton. Good morning, Mr. York. All say, right. Say, Del, uh, I just saw a little thing about Collierville School District that said uh, they supported wholeheartedly their teachers. And yeah, that's Wayne County. Are, yeah. Huh? That's yeah. Collierville down in Wayne County. Yeah, no, uh, down in near Memphis. Yeah, you're thinking of oh, Collinwood. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah and yeah. they and they are 
are looking at not even dealing with charter schools, uh, just like the one in Hamilton County that canceled a contract with Hillsdale College after that fiasco. It, it doesn't Carl, Collierville have a special city school district? I think so. But yeah. they were all in line to get charter schools. You know, that's what Lee's trying to promote across the state. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't know. I really don't know about that, Mr. York. I mean, I just don't know one way or the other. Uh, uh, it might work, might not. I, I'm, I, I finally, after a lot of thought and hearing a lot of debate, I've, I've, I've come down against vouchers. Uh, you know, I, I've seen what's happening to our colleges and universities when they start getting government money and they get massive amounts of it. There's the temptation to put strings on that money. Uh, sooner or later, it just corrupts absolutely. And, and that's another point since you brought that up. They asked the candidates if Tennessee could support its public education system, how many would relinquish taking any government money? And every hand and, went up. Well, federal, and I looked that's and, federal government money. Yeah, sure. federal government. Federal I government say, money. Now, this is asinine and crazy. I think it's a good idea. I don't. I don't think any state can survive without federal government support. Well, that's a, that's. The and we'd go back to the states' rights crazy issue. Well, I I think we'd be better off without the federal government being involved in our schools. Well, I know a lot a lot of GOPs do. You know, they they don't want the federal government to hold their hand to the fire. All, well, all I know, all I know is, is that whatever we're doing now isn't working. Yeah, I just remember all the strings that the federal government used to put on our juvenile court system, where. All you could do is beat them with a wet noodle after they pulled off an armed robbery. You know, I mean. Uh, well, I guess you 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 subside you side with Trump. Go bash the head in the car and all kind of stuff, huh? I favor a fair trial followed by a rapid execution, Mister York. Oh, execution is not the <laughs> if we, case. We, if we it's not going to solve it, we'd execute these mass killers shooting up schools. You know, give them a fair trial and get them hung within three months. I'd take care of that problem. All right, let's talk about Lord Slytherin and Murray Andy Ogles. Now, let's set this problem up. Pride folks, of Murray County. Yeah, let's set this problem up, folks. We are in a financial crisis because we're the fastest growing county in the state now the county commission has just passed about a 20 percent property tax increase a 31 cent increase a lot of people are shocked upset mad uh a lot of people just say well cut off the growth well let me tell you that can't be done uh the the cities Mount Pleasant, not Mount Pleasant, Mount Pleasant is in this. Spring Hill and Columbia, 90% of the growth occurs and will occur within the city limits of Spring Hill or Columbia. The county has absolutely no control over the growth inside the cities of Spring Hill or Columbia. Okay? They, they can't stop it. They can't influence it. They can't do a doggone thing. The, the parts of the county they control that are unincorporated in terms of growth are minuscule. Now, that means, though, so between the two of them, Spring Hill and Columbia, they have already approved approximately 30,000 new homes, apartments, townhomes, single-family homes, whatever, 30,000. 
between Spring Hill and Columbia. Put, to put that in context, Columbia only presently has 14,000 households. We're talking about doubling the number of households we have in this county. Those, those households, new households, will have children in them. Now, Murray County, the county, not Spring Hill, not Columbia, they run the school system here and pay for it with property tax and some sales tax. They were denied this past year an impact fee by the state legislature. Williamson County has a $25,000 impact fee that the developer's got to pay before he can put up a rooftop. Murray County has none. Now, you say just stop the growth. Well, Spring Hill and Columbia have already approved these houses. They would be sued because these developers have already bought land, obtained uh, made contracts, obtained materials, uh, whatever. They've they've acted in reliance on Spring Hill. And so these 30,000 homes, you, you couldn't cut off development today if you wanted to. They've been approved. And people have the right to sell their land also, Dell. You know, you can't tell someone who has some land and a developer approaches them that they can't sell it. They have their I'm, private I'm, rights. I'm, I'm not going to get into that debate, but that's not, that's not ironclad, Mr. York. But uh, – and and in certain parts of the country where these kind of pressures have arisen, the, those rights have been severely restricted. Um, so uh, the problem is, though, the city of Spring Hill and Columbia contribute zero, not a zip, to public schools. So the county is in a situation they can't control. The cities of Spring Hill and Columbia have no skin in the game whatsoever, you know, Let's approve these houses, and then it's Murray County's baby now. Let them put the schools up to educate these kids. Now, I can't remember exactly how many new schools it is that were projected just for those 30,000 homes that can't be stopped. But the current projections are about $250 million. That's on top of the $100 million that we're already spending on a new Spring Hill High School, so $350 million. These bozos, what's their name, Clayton? Hewitt Spencer. Hewitt Spencer that the county keeps hiring to, uh, they, they call them building advocates. Now, what that is, I don't know, but, you know. Just draining money. Just yeah, draining money. I, that, that's, I think that's right. They're, it's their job to get the county to spend more money. Hewitt Spencer projected the new spring hill high school to cost 74 million that was passed last fall by the commission now it's clocking in at over 100 million um hewitt spencer is just notoriously wrong and uh i don't know what their brand of corruption is but um that that means so that you know so we got a a present price tag of 350 million of the schools we're going to need next in the next five years you know, let's just round that out to a good half a billion dollars. You know, uh, that that's 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 you know that's that's where we're headed. Now, the commission, uh, you know, and and so folks, those of you saying stop growth, stop the taxes, don't build the schools. I hate to say it, and people will. They they'll gnash, and I mean we're just, we're stuck between a rock and a hard place 
And, uh, you know, 18 of our 22 commissioners are calling it quits. They're saying, no more. You know, oh, give me out. Beam me up, Scotty. Get me out of here. You know, I mean, that tells you how serious it is. The so, only plausible answer at this point dealt with our growth rate and, and what's going on in Murray County is probably to have a metro type of government. That is one solution. Correct. Uh, that, that would be because the, the, the cities are fiscally rich. They get uh, everywhere they annex, they get a portion of the sales tax, and the county loses. And uh, uh, they are fiscally rich. Spring Hill actually has a $15,000 impact fee. They don't contribute a dime to the public schools, though. And both the, both Columbia and uh, Spring Hill are sitting on extremely healthy account balances. Uh, they're not paying their fair share for public education, but, I mean, they're not legally obligated to, and no reason to expect they will. But it requires giving up power by some entities of government. And, you know, I worked on the committee last time that they were try- trying to promote metro-type government, and it just flat failed, but people didn't see the future well i you know that's i politically i i remember about 10 years ago there was a a movement uh, a referendum on uh, metro government here and this will certainly increase the pressure for that although i still am having a hard time seeing it pass but uh we're certainly seeing why it's a good idea well, if we uh, keep getting the thirty-one cent tax increase on property tax, you're gonna see somebody change their way of, of dealing with stuff. Yeah, I, I, you're right, and there are a couple other ways out. We'll go back to the legislature next spring and try to get a significant impact fee passed, uh, like Williamson County has, for instance. Uh, that would take it, uh, pressure off existing property holders. That would put a $25,000 fee on every new rooftop that any developer, that the developer would pay before they built the house. Let me ask you a question, yeah. Del. Um, what would happen if Murray County said, you know what, state of Tennessee, we're, we're going to, we're going to go ahead and just apply these impact fees. What would the state do? Would they try to sue? Somebody probably would. Uh, you know, I've thought about that, Clayton. Some just just telling the state. To I mean, yeah, I, I would. Be, I would be willing to do that. Just pay the commission, just pass it, and then you know, legally, just hang on. You know, yeah. I um, mean, you know, everybody probably wants to have talk. a massive class action lawsuit. Well, you're probably going to get sued. And I, the worst thing that could happen is okay. Uh, no, 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 you can't do this, and refund your money. You know, I, I mean, that's. I just think it would be very hypocritical in a Republican-controlled state for a county to do what's best for them. Well, the, the lawsuit will come and, from a, a developer. Well, yeah, I mean, it'll come from a developer and this and that, but the fact that they wouldn't back this, uh, to me, that's just, it goes against the principles of being a Republican. You, you want to talk about, you know, self-governance and being able to, the right to choose, uh, you know, your own destiny. And this and that, and right. for, for a county. All right, to, to let's, make let's own- circle back. We're running out of time, though. Let's talk about Lord Slytherin of Murray. All right, so earlier this week, he vetoes the 31 cent property tax increase, says it's no good, he won't have it. Well, yesterday, Clayton and I watched the video of Lord Mayor Andy Ogles speaking June 1st, 2021, speaking before the Murray County Commission calling on them to pass an 
an even larger tax raise than the uh, uh, commission presently passed and calling on them to make it effective in 2022. What he wanted them to do was to take the benefit of the reappraisal and pocket all of it, which means generally upon a reappraisal, there's something called equalization. And the uh, because the property the assessed property value goes up, it, all things being equal, you're going to pay more tax based on the increased value. The county commission normally, and is required by state law, is to lower the property tax rate to where the total amount of taxes doesn't exceed the total amount of taxes that were being collected for the reappraisal. Well, if you pocket the equalization, you just hold the tax rate at where it was before the reappraisal and pocket the increased taxes that come from the reappraisal. And that would have, I think I think they would have gotten close to 60 cents or so is what I've been told. Mm-hmm. Andy Ogles, this is on film, urging the Murray County Commission to do that June 1st, 2021. And yet Lord Mayor Slytherin of Murray vetoes it in nothing more than a self-serving uh uh, action that's not in the interest of the county to um, get himself elected to Congress. So what's it's about so- as worthless as that proclamation he signed for the hospital. You know, it's not going. They going. It's just it. grandstanding, and it's not for the people. It's for Andy. Well, I-, I wish he would come on the show and give us his solution. Well, I'm. You know, if he wants to come on and talk about these things, fine. If he wants to come on and just, well, what's, and, what's his solution other than raising property taxes? What, well, what if he solution? just wants to come on and tell us what he's for, and not have us challenge him, that's fine too. I offer that to all the candidates. Uh, but um, but he's yeah. our mayor. We're talking about his duties as mayor. All right, right now. all right. Mike Lyle's giving me the sheep hook. We're out of here. See you tomorrow, folks. All you, Demo- Republicans.